This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now, your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. It's really quite annoying when you pop your peas. On the road again. It is, isn't it? I'm going to stop doing that. <clears throat> I was listening uh, to the last couple podcasts, and uh, you might think we analyze these things when we do them, and we spend like hours analyzing each one, but I listened to it, and you kept popping your peas on uh, on the one, and I'm, I'm getting pissed yeah, you at know you just as I'm listening. <laughs> I come on, I do it like nine That's... times in a row. I've got to literally turn the radio off because I think it's going to blow the speakers. So critical to the effectiveness of this thing, too, that you know people... <laughs> Oops, here I go. People listen and say, oh, my gosh, the, a podcast is great, but they just pop their peas so much. I can't stand it. This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. Is that better? So we can, <laughs> yeah, we can take all peas out of just our... Just delete all the peas, please. It's like Pig Latin. We are here Pig every Latin. week. Pig Latin. <laughs> Very good. We're here every week on Thursday, usually, for a release. This one's going out this Thursday, so it's another real-time podcast. I'm Brian Neal. Bill Kasky here. Yep. And we are, um, uh, I've got a uh, little, I was gone. I've been gone a lot traveling with you clients, which is really good. It's really, really nice to go out and see the country, embraces the abundance thing. But as you travel, you typically run into problems here and there. And I had a very typical planes, trains, and automobiles day last Friday where I arrived at O'Hare up from a red eye from San Diego. And so I slept about two hours on the plane. The good thing was I got, I was in the last row and didn't realize it. You know what happens in the last row of an airplane? The seats don't recline. Oh, seats, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, so I basically slept straight up. And then <laughs> the, the, the stewardess or the, the uh, flight attendant staff decided to have a little mini party in the back galley with the lights on. So they're back there yucking it up. And the one guy who's the purser is like, hey, so da, 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 and they're doing all this stuff and talk, talking about this. And so I didn't sleep a wink. Get off. Um, get, get to O'Hare like at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, I go to gosh. work out in the Hilton, which is great. I went outside then to meet a friend of mine you know, that I've done at some business with. 4.30 in the morning? No, no. I met him at quarter oh. to 6, 5.45 Chicago okay. time. Um, came back in with about 40 minutes to go, 45 minutes to go before my flight. Mm -hmm. And there was something wrong with the security and it was out the door and I've, I'm checked in boarding pass. Everything is fine to go. And I get in the security line thinking there's no way I'm going to make my flight. Long story short, I kind of cut in line, got up there, sprinted to the gate, which is as far away as you can go from the of gate to, to the thing, right? It was C1, Charlie one. So you get the Charlie go all the way down to one. Uh, they closed the gate at 708. And I got there at 7.10, two minutes late, right? Problem was, it's, it was Brickyard 400 weekend here in Indianapolis. Right, right. These are five flights to India. I'm thinking, oh, no big deal. I'll just get on the next one. Every flight was oversold. So I had to wait, 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 wait. And then I ended up renting a car. Did you really? Yeah, and then I rented back. a car on one way. And then I got on the wrong uh, shuttle bus for the rental car twice because the car place I had rented from didn't go through. And then I got stuck in Chicago traffic. And so I was supposed to get home at 9 in the morning and have three sessions of training. I got home at 7.30. Great day. Beautiful. Great, great That's day. Awful. That's yeah. what you get. So lesson learned, never leave the gate area. Or that you know, never go outside of security when you're already in. It's a curse. Well good. Well we're going to uh go to our actually it's not our mailbag, it's our voicemail bag. And uh <laughs> listen to a, a client that we have that uh called us today actually with a with an issue, and yep. it was such a uh, really well-articulated problem that he had that we thought we'd play it for you. Yep. And then we'll come back and uh, talk about the the problem, and then we'll come back and do a little bit more back and forth. But I think if you haven't run into this problem in your sales career, you are about to or will or, or a variation of it. So I think yep. it's very relevant. You have to listen very closely to the audio as this guy's on the phone when he called, yep, right? Good. What's his name? 
His, uh, I, I, um, you want to say his name? No, probably not say his okay. name. And I've, I've taken out anything that, say my name, anything say my that name. would be, uh, proprietary. Okay. Um, but he is a top performer. You need to know this, this guy is a really top performer with his firm. Number one out of 17, you said? Uh, about? Probably top two, probably top, top two. two or three. It's really good. Okay, so here it goes. Fazio and I are working with a, uh, brand new customer. It's a, at university. And so it's a, it's a good size account. They're coming up on the end of a, uh, five year agreement for equipment all across campus. And um, we became engaged from a referral of mine. Uh, a CIO from another college recommended to their CIO that they talk to us. And so um, that's, how we, that's how we became um, engaged, which was great. So we said, you know, up front at the very beginning, you know, here's sort of how our process works. Let us know if that sounds reasonable. What, what we always try to avoid is, you know, the spending two weeks of time doing assessments uh, for free, and then having them, you know, never do business with us. And so we 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 set that standard up front fairly quickly. You know, the CIO assigned us her network administrator, and he's been very vocal about how unhappy they are with their current service provider. Uh, you know, their equipment doesn't work properly. They feel like they were. They feel like they've not been helpful in helping them reduce and manage their costs as the contract has gone on. And he's been very vocal about it to the point where he'll call us and and acts as if, whether he is or not, he's giving us insider information to help us win the deal. We delivered a proposal to them um, about two weeks ago. We know that there's only two vendors. It's us and it's their current provider who they're not happy with. We had shown about an 18% reduction in their monthly costs. We've given them all brand-new equipment, technology that they're happy and satisfied with. The CIO loves HP, on and on. And it tells us that a current vendor had come in and uh, delivered a proposal that was going to significantly reduce their costs because um, they basically were now looking at not replacing any of the equipment and limping along with what they have now that they hate so much, which was the whole entire reason they called us in. Uh, I realize you're not a wizard or a miracle worker. <laughs> we just made the up shit creek here. I thought you were a wizard. <clears throat> the wizard of Westwood. No, what is that? Uh, you are a wizard, Wood? Billy. You are a wizard. <laughs> What's John? What's John Wooden? The Wizard of Westwood. Wizard of Westwood. Yeah, Westwood, yeah, okay. L.A. Now, here's the good thing that I heard is, is he asked. He said we may just be up shit creek, but what he didn't say is we're up shit creek without a without paddle. paddle. <laughs> so we're still in good shape because we're rowing through the poo. Okie dokie. You better not let your, the, your clients hear this one. <laughs> yeah, it's another yeah. story. Uh, so here, here, can I make some comments? Yeah, sure. Okay. First of all, for all of you listening. Um, and this this is a theme with all of our clients. This guy's a top performer and a guy who calls for advice on a, a very large deal. We find that our top performers are typically our best clients. They're the ones that call for the most advice. So if you're a middle-of-the-road performer and you're wondering what the difference is, you maybe should start asking for advice from some of your uh, resources. Yeah. Good thing. Good. Uh, excellent job, I thought he did, setting expectations up front, laid out the process very, very nicely. Um, very not needy, very abundant, very objective in the whole thing, all the inner game ideas we always talk about. Uh, one thing that was missing, uh, and he probably talked about this, but I didn't hear it, was the uh, a real strong economics discussion in the middle there. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of we, they have a lot of pain. He, I think he even may have used the word hate. I don't remember exactly the hated word. Hated the uses. current vendor. Hated yeah. the current vendor. Yeah. Um, or fed up with or sick with. Very very strong pain word there. And laid out the process. He's talking to the right people. He's involved with the CIO, the network administrator. Those people are all involved. Authority influence is all good there. Um, and then in the economics. Um, we didn't hear at all. Uh, I didn't, and 
about the return on investment and where we lay out and what tolerance levels are and what they expect to pay and what their budgets are and things like that. It's one thing that I thought was missing at this point. Yeah, I actually uh, asked him a little bit of that um, in part you didn't hear here after when I was started to coach him a little bit. And yeah. I don't think there was there wasn't a lot of cost of the pain. Mm-hmm. The, the the cost of the problem was really wrapped up in the budget. So she came back to him and said that uh, I don't have the budget for even though you're reducing my cost 18%, I still don't have the budget. So yep. so no matter what, she was in a budget consciousness frame of mind. Yep. Uh, yep. Sort of like a New York state of mind. It is Billy Joel. Um, Love it. So she was in a budget state of mind. I don't. Th- but but that still is a great point. Is well, maybe that's all the reason we gave her to be. Maybe we gave her. Yeah. That's all we allowed her to do was be in a budget state of mind, yeah. not being in what's the economic pain. Right there, you go, and that that's the difference here. And I think a lot of people, uh, um, a, an old school meeting a '90s sales question is what's the budget? Yeah. Um, into the new millennium as we are. That we made it through Y2K, thank God. And the Just new millennium barely, question though. is a, a discussion, an economics discussion. I had that cabin in New Hampshire hey, let's built. Let's talk about it. We did it <laughs> with the, the life-size generators or the house-size generators. Yeah, uh, to have a discussion about that. And if they're in budget mode, it's our job to pull them out of budget mode. Just look at total cost of ownership. Look at um, uh, service level issues, problems like that. Downtime, what those things cost, and really see if the cost of the pain. See what sort of thresholds are there. Yeah. See if it's reasonable, logical, all those sorts of things. Yeah. So, do you want to hear? Let's listen to yeah. the last part here, where we get the uh, he reads the email that she, the, the, the his buyer, yeah. sent him uh, just a couple days ago. So, let's hear this. Good. Her last email to me, she said that they're meeting with the the president the, the first week of August. And the challenge is that our budget is less than your proposal. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It's a simple. Is it really as simple as that? Do you think? Is it as simple as that? Mm. That was a very finale, um, final. What, you, what am I looking for? Strong statement. Grand finale. Yeah, it's a very strong statement. It's as simple as that. I don't think it is. I don't either. I think that is what our prospects would have us believe, yep. especially when. And this yep. gets into the crux of the issue to me is. When all eyes are on budget, it is as simple as that. Yes. And, and I think it, during these times where, uh, you know, especially in this university setting, they're, they're panicking a little bit, trying to figure out where we're going to get our next students and how we're going to get 5% increases and all that. Yep. Uh, I think everybody is so budget conscious that it, for, you can talk about all the extra value all you want. Uh, I do think sometimes it gets down to that. But I don't think that's a deal killer. I just no. think that you, she's, he still has time to change the conversation. I didn't mean to interrupt there. Go ahead. No, you didn't at all. And I think that probably the best thing these they, that, that your client could do here is get one of those worms, those Trojan horse worms that the computer viruses, get, give him a full disk of that and give it to the president. Say, here's the proposal, and let it stick it on his, his computer. We'll see how, how happy it's he is It's not as then. simple as we'll that see, anymore, see, is it? See how, how much of a budget problem he's got then when his computer doesn't work. But I'll tell you what, I hope this is a public institution <laughs> so, and not a private institution. Like Dave Dugan. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Dave Dugan would so, say. yeah, I don't, I think, again, I, salespeople hear these messages. And they hear the absolute, and he's like, oh, that's it. That's all there is to it. It's as yeah. simple as that. It's over. All I can do now is defend my price or justify it and cross my fingers and hope and pray, and it's just not the case. Yeah. We'd like to go, in this case, back to background and understand, back analyzing the sales process, how we got to here. We talked last time before we played the little voicemail. 
that we didn't hear a lot about economics. Right. And then as you told me, we did right. later. Now we have a section of the, of the sales process that we call process that has popped in where the president is now involved in the decision process. Yeah. I'm assuming right. we don't have a relationship or right. have talked Nothing. or interfaced right. with, with the, uh, even if we're with the CIO of the university. So one thing to examine is, well, who am I talking to and how am I talking to them? And does it make sense for me and the CIO to go to the president together? So the president can really understand and ask and engage and understand the, the real detail to a level that he or she wants to about why it makes sense, economic sense for him as a president to um, to do this. Also, I'd love to examine with that president, this is the fun part, is what is the president's risk in perception if the president chooses to go a different direction? If all the mainframes break down, if all of a sudden the, the computer system crashes, or if uh, if viruses get lit in, we've heard about we've heard about um, student private data being compromised by hackers right. coming into things like that. If they're going the cheap route and the public gets a hold of that, the president is going to wish he or she chose a different route. Yeah. Not to scare him into anything, but let's talk about what reality is. What what could potentially happen? But I don't think you get that from the person that he is talking to. I think that is only a presidential. Uh, discussion. Yep. Yeah, correct. And, you know, it kind of gets back to, you know, I had the situation with somebody else today, is if you're not talking to the president, then you're not, you're probably not talking to the right person. Now, not for every sale, but there's always somebody above somebody. Mm-hmm. And that somebody above somebody has their fingers on the pulse of budget. Mm-hmm. And so um, he's got to get to the president. So here, here's, uh, just to kind of bring it to yeah, my head, sure. here's what I suggested he do okay and i'm still open if you have some thoughts that, that we, we i'm going to grade them. your suggestion like a diving competition i'm going to hold up my score at the end okay. out of seven okay good okay out of seven out of isn't this seven for diving i think it's oh is it I thought seven it was right is it seven you I give don't know. me a seven it's out of ten you got to make t- very ten, gymnastics. ten gymnastics ten gymnastics seven is diving. okay all right out of seven it's diving. <sighs> um God, this is a lot of pressure now. <laughs> you see. What do you have down there? <laughs> still we blank. start with zero. Still blank. Yep. I thought you started with like you six start and with a like, half. Yeah, five, yeah, you lose your game points. Correct. Well, this is a high difficulty. This is a high, high right difficulty. Uh, I said that uh, the if the only way for him to do this is to get on the phone with his contact, set up a meeting, and say, I'm coming over, whether you like it or not, and we're going to talk about this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do everything I can to help you. If And I said, you've got to ask her the question. If all things were equal, would you rather have our solution or the other person's solution? Because if she would rather have the other person's solution, then this thing is over. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming, and he's assuming, she'll say, well, you know what? I want your solution, but you guys are too high. I would stop her right as she says, but, and say, then in that case, I'm going to come over there, and we're going to map this out, and I'm going to help you get this deal done. Okay. So he goes over to her. He doesn't do it on the phone. He doesn't do it by email. He goes over to her and helps prep her for that meeting that she has with the president. Okay. It might be that she says, you know what, I think you should come with me. Yep. That's okay. But I think if you if you enter into that saying, hey, why don't I come with you, I think that yeah, you know, there's too resistance. Much. It's good. So that's the thought. It's good. Score is 6.7. 6.7. for improvement. All right. That was a small room. That was very good. Well, I tell you what I liked about it, Bill. It's kind of like now it's American Idol all of a sudden. <laughs> dog, you were hot. You brought it, dog. We um, Is uh, the boldness. We did Bold to the Bone a few weeks ago, our podcast, Bold to the Bone. If you haven't listened to that one, listen to that. A lot of people like that At least that the one. music was Bold good. Bold to the Bone was awesome. Um, uh, and that is to say, look, I'm coming over there, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to work this thing out. Some people, and I've had this this today, this has happened twice, uh, where people are taking this idea of detachment, 
and they're and they're laying back and laying low too much. And detachment to me resides in your head and your heart. Has nothing next to do externally with you and your actions necessarily. So long as your head and your heart in the right place, if your right. if your intent is to help somebody, you can go to someone and say, "Damn it, you need to do this," yep. and, and be detached from whether they do it or not. You right. can do those two things. It doesn't mean you're attached to it. Uh, if you say, "You need to do this." quote because i really need the business and the money then it doesn't work that's totally different but if right. you don't care and this guy sounds really really abundant detached that sort of thing he can say we need to get this done it, it almost like he's got a duty that's right to do that because remember they call they they started this yeah correct I mean, he didn't go in and say you've got all sorts of pain they said yeah we've got all these issues so in a way it's like rambo he's obligated to them to go say i'm going to take one more stab at this and i want to help you but yep. i'm not going to come over if you've already made up your mind yep. or if you'd rather have if you'd rather limp along with these yeah. old machines very good you'd rather do that very 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 good and so you and i are going to figure out a way to find the money somehow or work this in a way where you live with it, the present lives with it, and you guys get because you need you guys what, get we what, do, what you need. What you deserve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, very good. Uh, go to askbillandbrian.com if you have a question, and that is Brian with a Y. Thank you. If you have a question for us, we've gotten several questions. In fact, next episode, I've got another one here that uh, we can tackle. But this is very. Uh, Whenever there's questions from people who are really top performers and they have sales issues, it makes for, a, I think, a better podcast. So, That's very good. Uh, good job and good luck. Bye. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillKasky.com or to iTunes.